We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Do you ever feel like you're always on? What do you do when you need a moment to chill? How do you like to hit the reset button to get ready for what's next? These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nothing but nonstop hustle all the time. Work, family, friends, a million pressing social issues, and an expectation to be on 24-7. Sometimes you just need a moment to turn off and hit the reset button. That's when you reach for an ice-cold Coors Light, the beer that's made to chill. Listen, there's a lot going on in Green Bay right now, and I feel like we could all use a moment to chill with a Coors Light. See, Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's literally made to chill. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. Perfect for a moment to unwind. Coors Light is what I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in their all-new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado, and as always, celebrate. Twenty minutes a day, three hundred sixty-five days a year. This is the Pack a Day Podcast. Welcome into the Wednesday edition of the Pack a Day Podcast. We're a little bit different tonight or today, this morning, whenever you're listening to this. Um, it's just me and Dusty. Steve is unfortunately in the middle of a power outage when we are recording, so hopefully we'll get a little surprise and Steve will pop in halfway through the episode, but right now we're just going to keep on keeping on and Dusty and I are going to answer some of your questions that you sent us. So thank you again for uh, participating in our mailbag. So Dusty, how's it going? Going good, man. Going good. You know, it's, uh, like we say this every week, kind of doldrums of the season. So I appreciate everyone doing our jobs for us. Uh, it seems like every, I don't know how you are, Sarah, every time I try to think of a topic, it's all something that a lot of other people are doing. It's we're drafting the all-time team or we're doing this, which is fine, but uh, I don't know that I, we need to hear that again. Uh, and so it's just appreciate, appreciate you guys finding topics for us. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, too, we're we're trying to find more guests to bring on. This is a great time to kind of have some new people hop on a Pack-A-Day podcast for all the teams and uh, share their stories and share their work. But, you know, people are still – they're still working full-time, whether that's, you know, in person, that they're back in work, or they're working remotely. So people are busy. So mm-hmm. – um, we're trying to bring on some new people, so hopefully in, in a couple weeks, um, every now and then, we'll have a guest um, for you guys. We've had uh, between Sarah and 
Uh, Mark, last week we've had some awesome guests in the last month, so hopefully uh, in the month of July we'll have some more awesome guests too. So first of all, just kind of football news around the league. I'm sure you guys already heard and that it's already been talked about that Pat Mahomes signed a really small contract the other day. <laughs> um, so obviously kudos to him. I think, you know, it was obviously you knew that something big was coming, but just seeing the numbers, you're just blown away by it. So just real quick before we dive into the uh, mailbag, Dusty, what were your just initial thoughts on that? <laughs> yeah, money, money's huge. Uh, the money's huge. Uh, I can't remember the term that was used uh, within the contract language itself that essentially they have the Chiefs have to pick up, I think it's after year four or something, pick up whether they're going to fully guarantee the next season. Uh, before the season hits or something. Like, I can't remember. It was a term I'd never heard before that was kind of interesting. Um, yeah, I mean, good for him. He he clearly deserves it. I mean, they're banking on, clearly banking on cap going up. These things, it's always, it's silly money. And then the cap rises. We don't know what's going to happen next year. Maybe it won't. But the cap rises to where, like, in a couple of years, it doesn't look quite so crazy. But, I mean, he's clearly, he's the best quarterback in the league right now. Um, no show, no signs of slowing down. He dislocated his kneecap last year and then still came back and played lights out. So, I mean, he's uh, hopefully is going to be very, very good for a very, very long time. Uh, so, yeah, good for him. Good for the Chiefs locking him up. I don't know. Sarah, did you see who broke the story, kind of? Did you did you see anything about this? No, I didn't. There was a uh, – I'm blanking on her name, man. Um, this girl tweeted it out. She works at a liquor store in that area, and she said a uh, front office member of the Chiefs just came through and bought, like, a couple cases of, like, high-end <laughs> champagne. And she was like, I think I think Mahomes getting ready to get signed, and then they announced it later that day. So I think uh, Schefter even kind of gave her a nod afterwards as far That's as, like, like, big up to – I can't remember what her name is. I'll have to find it uh, for breaking the story. So that was, a, that was kind of a fun story, I thought, the way that broke. But, uh, yeah, good, so- good for him. I feel like that's totally speaking to just the day and age that we live in and of social media. Like you would think even 10 years ago, that would, that stuff like that would never happen. And now you're like, Oh, I saw someone from the chief's front office at the bar and they bought a lot of alcohol. So something good's about to happen. And then bam, it happens. So that, that's pretty cool. I'll have to look into that. I didn't see that. Yeah. Here she, yeah her name is uh, Katie Camlin. Katie Shout out to Katie. Yeah, they, it looks like they even around the they around the horn today. They kind of they, they put up a Katie Cam one eighty Adam Schefter zero counter. So uh, she's having a moment. Uh, so that's fun. Yeah, good for her. All right, so we're gonna dive into some of your questions. Apologies if I butcher anyone's name or username <laughs> on Twitter. So our first question was from Ken Ingles, and his question was. How confident are you that the NFL plays a fully uninterrupted schedule, which includes 256 regular season games, expanded 14 team playoffs, and a Super Bowl this season? Dusty, what are your thoughts? Uh, first of all, hey, Ken. Shout out, Ken. Ken's great, man. If you, if you want to know anything about Packers salary cap, uh, Ken's got all the up-to-date numbers. He's got models. He runs them through. Ken's great at that stuff. Yeah, so. his full name on Twitter is actually... Ken Ingles dash Packers cap. So mm-hmm. there you go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, Ken's great. Um, yeah, I'm not confident. I mean, the optimist in me hopes it happens. And then also the cynic in me believes it may happen just because the owners want that sweet, sweet money. Uh, but I'm not I'm not really confident it's going to happen. I mean, with all the the way sports are kind of herky-jerky coming back. Anyway, people got people opting out of baseball right now with the shortened baseball season and college sports up in the air and just it, everything's – 
everything's still up in the air. I'm not. I, I'm confident there will be games, but not not the full uninterrupted season, though. No. Yeah, I pretty much second everything you said, and I think the majority of us feel that way right now, where we're like, okay, maybe they could start, and then all of a sudden, it, it could be very similar to in my mind, what kind of happened with the NBA. They're there, they're playing, mm-hmm. they're aware of what's happening, and then all of a sudden it's like, boom, you're getting shut down, and we're stopping, and we don't know when we're coming back. Um, even without fans, I could definitely see something like that happening. Um, earlier today, the NFL Players Association informed its board of representatives, uh, this is per information on Twitter, that the NFL apparently proposed that 35% of players' salaries be held uh, back to help manage costs during the 2020 season. And this is apparently one of the options that's on the table if revenue is impacted league-wide by COVID-19. So you can see, obviously, they already have to prepare for something like that. Right now, I mean, the data and the numbers and the testing, it's not looking favorable for <laughs> sports this fall. So um, hopefully we can all do our part and, you know, wear masks, social distance and all that so that we can have football because – I know a lot of us just really, really want it, and I'm in that bunch. So. <laughs> All right, our next question is from Charlie Maliska, and they asked if you magically get to make one player have a massive year two or year three leap for the Green Bay Packers this year, who are you picking and why? There are a few different ways that you can go with this. Um, I'm going, for me, I thought about this for roughly half a second, it's MVS, and, and that's mainly because – if he's good, not not just good, but if he's great, if he takes a massive leap this year, he solves a ton of problems for the offense. Not only does he give you that deep threat, um, and you know Rodgers was so close to connecting on a handful of those, they were just they were off a little, or the option was the yeah, top of the route was off a little bit, or you know ball slipped through his hands, or ball was slightly off, or whatever. They were so close on so many of those that if he hits, they have that vertical threat, that deep speed they've not had in a while, and then beyond that, you also have the threat of the deep speed which you add Tyler Irvin, a full season of Tyler Irvin, or someone running jet sweeps behind the line, with you get that stuff spreading out horizontally, you now have the, the deep threat of MVS, who is now great, according to how this is running, now great, so they have to respect that. That opens a ton of stuff up underneath. Plus, we've seen flashes of MVS from he's not, he isn't Jeff Janis. He doesn't just run... Uh, you know, drags and and go routes, then posts. Like he can he can run more than that. He's shown a little more wiggle at the top of his route. So now you've got the vertical threat. You also have the threat of the vertical threat. And so then he can kind of come back and run some comebacks, which you know you've got some corners playing off to respect that speed. So I think again, there's a thousand different ways you could go with this. But if you're looking for the offense to make a massive massive leap. MVS being incredibly good, uh, being a very good number two and taking that huge leap, I think solves a ton of problems for this offense. So uh, you could go EQ, you could say Lazard, but MVS to me is that that guy hits, this offense is is just absolutely lethal. Yeah, no, that's definitely a name that popped in my brain when I saw this question. And um, someone else kind of on the opposite side of the ball that I would love to see just make a year, uh, I guess it would be three now, leap would be Jarier. I think, you know, we've seen a lot of amazing things from him, but if he can really solidify himself um, in 2020, I mean, that's a dangerous, dangerous guy that we'll have on our defense. And um, I think we could kind of see, I would best describe it as trickles and moments where our defense is like, wow, okay, that's really working. And then other times where we're like, wow, that's really not working at all. And so um, I think – 
Alexander was one of those pieces where when he was on, the defense was on, and he definitely was someone where, you know, even though he's younger, he's a leader on the team. The guys, like, in the secondary work with him. So, you know, if he can really make that jump and make that leap, I think it kind of has the same effect that, you know, MBS making a leap to number two would have on their defense, just in the opposite manner. Like, hey, this is a young guy with all the potential in the world that really fits into the system that we're working with. And if he can just, like, perfect his craft and, you know, there was times where there were still a couple missed tackles and things like that. If he can clean that up, then that's a really, really solid guy that we have there. Yeah, that's a shutdown corner if he makes a massive leap this year. Exactly. (laughs) And I know he's just – Super fun. I, I always crack up at all his dances and celebrations. I love that <laughs> because he's so young, but he has all that confidence, and that's great. Mm-hmm. Okay, our next question is from – hold on, this name. Okay, what's the name is – what's love, question mark? Put a backup QB in Green Bay. All right, so they have asked us, what is your way too early prediction for who starts at inside linebacker? Shout out to Steve, who's not here, whose favorite position that is. Next to Curtsy, is it Green or is it someone else? All right, first of all, the, so the, I think the guy's name, it's a reference to uh, what's love got to do with it. And so I'm singing it in my head. I will not be singing it out loud. So it's what's love but a backup QB and QB. So I think that's I think that's what it is. Um, yeah, so, I believe hey. so too. But in when I was reading it on my screen, half the name was cut off, so I had to like click, and then I <laughs> that was my awkward pause in there. It so. is long. It is long. Um, yeah, I mean, I'd say Green. I'd say Raven Green is. A, I mean, he's not inside linebacker, so I think that kind of tells you where his mind is at, and I guess where my mind is at as well. It's going to be a rotation. I mean, I, unless unless someone. Um, you know, as Burks takes a huge leap and they think, okay, Burks is like the, the number two guy he's in there, or maybe they really like Kamal Martin. Maybe he comes out and shows something at that position early on. Uh, maybe him, maybe, you know, Curtis Bolton. I know he was injured uh, before last year, and so maybe Bolton comes in and does something. But um, I think it's going to be a rotation. I think I think some Green, some Burks, some Bolton, um, maybe some Martin later in the year. And, and honestly, in that position, I mean, you're kind of doing a hybrid thing anyway. Uh, Channon Sullivan did some good stuff when he was kind of up around that mm-hmm. that area as well last year so I don't think it's I don't think it's going to be one guy if it is if it is one guy that's because one guy has just come in and just blown everyone away um so I think it's going to be it's either going to be a rotation or they're going to make um a bargain basement signing during the year on some like BJ Goodson type guy to come in and be the kind of that second guy but I I, I think it's going to be a rotation yeah, I, I mean, at least to start the season, you're going to see green there. Like, that that's just in my mind. That's what I'm, I'm prepared to see. And if I see anything else, I'll honestly be really shocked. Um, like you said, uh, Burks might rotate in there. But I think, you know, the majority of the time, the person you're going to see is green. So um, what's love? Putting green there. That's what love is. All right. <laughs> On to the next one. Brian, or Nelly 309 asks, what are all of your Packers superstitions? For example, I will not buy a jersey for an active player. I've had a couple instances of that player getting hurt after I bought their jersey, and I just can't risk it. I I so I don't buy a ton of active player jerseys. But that's just because I'm cheap and I don't want to spend money on something I'm going to wear for two years before they leave. Uh, I've got a couple active ones now, but from the but that's not really a superstition. That's just that's just old dusty being frugal. Um, I really don't have a whole lot of superstitions. I used to when I was younger, you know, 
wear the same shirt, sit in the same seat, you know, talk to the same people, do whatever. Um, I, I used to, the last one, the last one I finally rid myself of, and I remember exactly when it was, uh, back in um, back in 07, I used to have a thing where I was convinced that if I wore uh, Packers gear on the day they played, they lost, because uh, it happened a, a lot of times. So I just had a span of a few years where I just didn't wear any Packers stuff at all on game day. Uh, and then I broke myself of that in 07, because we went to our first game in Lambeau, and I was like, I'm wearing a Packers jersey, and so I have to, like, I, we're going, I've got to wear a Packers jersey. So I tested it out early in the year, and I was like, oh good, the cur-. it wasn't like, my thought wasn't oh, good, this was dumb, this was never a thing. My thought was, oh, the curse has been lifted, and now I wear Packers stuff. And so that freed me up. And so now I just, I I don't, I, I think at this point I'm too old to have, not that I'm too old to have superstitions, I'm too old to plan my life in a way that would allow for superstitions. You know, I can't, I can't sit in the same chair every week because my child might be sitting in that chair or something. You know, I, it's, so I think that's, that's kind of what it is for me, but I don't, I don't know that I have any active ones. I got you. So I guess this is a really good time to segue into the fact that I'm a very superstitious person. So (laughs) um, I have grown out of some habits that I used to have. But, like, when I was younger and I'd play soccer, it was like I had to put on the left shoe before the right shoe. Like, every stupid little thing that you can imagine. I've I've gotten past that point. But for the Packers, I thought I had a superstition. And for about two years, this superstition was very real, and I manifested it, and it was super real, and then the 49ers game just wrecked it. So <laughs> um, a couple years ago, when I might have been the first time I, my family and I went to Lambo, I don't remember exactly which trip it was. It was either the first or second time. We showed up to Wisconsin, and, you know, I'm from Florida, so I'm like, when it's 60 degrees, I'm really cold. And so when we showed up, it was significantly, in my mind, cooler than what I thought it was going to be. So I don't even remember what hotel we were staying at, but we went to a hotel, and my mom – oh, no, it was the second time that we went because it was the uh, Monday night – or Sunday night game we mm. won against and my mom was like, here, there's, we're going to Walmart. They've got to have, like, a long sleeve shirt that you can at least put on. Because I didn't even, like, I packed very light <laughs> and unprepared. So I found this, like, really old, super long, like, it's, it, when I wear it, it's a long sleeve shirt. The sleeves go way past my fingertips. Like, the actual <laughs> shirt goes, like, down to my knees. But I was like, I need it. It's long sleeves. And I wore it to that game. So at first, when I was there, I was like, this shirt is ruining my life because Aaron (laughs) Rodgers is, like, hurt. He's out for the season. Then he came back. Everybody knows what happened. And I'm like, I have to wear this shirt, like, all the time. So, like, that season, I kind of just wore it every now and then because the season was kind of a train wreck. So I Mm -hmm. didn't really believe it. But then this year, I was like, I'm going to wear it. And every single time I wore the shirt, they won. One time, I didn't wear the shirt, they lost. So I was like... (laughs) oh, my God, I have to start wearing this shirt. So I would wear the shirt all the time. It was like it had become a thing, like, because sometimes I would sleep in the shirt, and I was like, I got to wash it because, like, they're playing tomorrow. So I was very dedicated to this shirt. So, and I remember some games, this is how stupid it was. I was, like, really confident that we were going to win. So I was like, oh, I don't need to wear the shirt. Like, I only need to wear the shirt on the games that I'm really worried about. Get a little cocky, man. Yeah. And then I'm like, okay, 49ers. Like, I got to wear this championship game here gotta wear it and then we got demolished so the curse is broken kind of like you dusty <laughs> so i don't know if i'm gonna have a superstition um if there is a season this year but that used to be mine and i really like 
and I also, my one neighbor would watch every game with me, not because he, he doesn't even have, like, an NFL team. He He's more of a college football fan, but he would strictly come just to watch me get angry during the games. <laughs> so then it became, like, when the Packers started playing really well, I was like, yeah, you have to come over for every game because when you're here, they win. So right. that was, I guess, another one. So shout out to my friend and old neighbor since I have now moved, Christian. Okay. <laughs> The next question, who would you have traded? This is a good one, but it also triggers me based on how I've talked about this subject in the past. Who would you have traded to get DeAndre Hopkins, knowing it only took David Johnson? So if only we all knew that was all it took. Well, that wasn't just David Johnson. It was David Johnson and his garbage contract. Like, it was, <laughs> it was worse than just David Johnson. So I looked at to see if Packers had any contracts. I mean, the Packers, you know, they've got some high cap hit guys, especially over the next couple of years. You know, Rodgers, uh, the Smiths, clearly, and, they're, you know, they're going to have to sign some guys. But they don't really have a whole bunch of bad contracts mucking up their team. Shout out Russ Ball. So... I don't know. Like, I was looking at this as an opportunity to maybe unload a contract and then pick up someone. So, uh, listen. Listen, I'm just – I'm floating I'm floating Dean Lowry is what I'm doing. I'm just calling up. I'm saying, hey, man, this guy's really good, you know. And just just really – just really play him up because the chances of Bill O'Brien knowing who he is um, might maybe, maybe not high. So you just really like, man, this Dean Lowry guy, he's, man, just tremendous. We hate to see him go. Hate to see him go. But I know you're having issues with Hopkins, so we're going to trade him to you. His name's Mean Dean. Mean Dean Lowry. And then just see what happens because it's Bill O'Brien, and maybe you can fleece him. So that's that's my pick. I'm, I'm going with Dean Lowry, and I'm throwing it out there just to see what shakes. And who knows, man? Like, he may be, like, done. Done, and we'll throw a third-round pick in the, in the round as well. Like, I okay. feel like if that was on top of, like, a document, just Mean Dean Lowry, it would be sold. Like, he would instantly mm-hmm. be like, that's our guy. We're giving him Hopkins, and you know what? We'll we'll throw in Watson too, just just for the fun of it. So. <laughs> totally kidding, but yeah, no, that I don't even want to talk about it because I still get mad to this day. So, <laughs> our next question is from Kurt: Is there a statue of limitations on how long we can be mad at Bostic? I assume it should continue indefinitely. Like, so I'm I I'm kind of an outlier. I've watched that game a lot of times and I'm the the pain of that game for me is gone kind of ish. You know, not totally, but it doesn't hurt the way I think a lot of it hurts a lot of other people. So what I will say is no one's asking you to forgive the man. If you want to be mad at him, that's fine. Go ahead. I don't care. But like still like tweeting death threats at him and stuff, like maybe don't do that. Like let's not do that. But you you can be upset by and this is another thing I'll say. You can be upset by what happened. You can be upset by the fact that he kind of broke ranks to try to catch the ball. A ball that hit him right in the hands, and he as a tight end confidently thought he could catch because he should have been able to do that. But I would also say, just to make everyone a little matter, don't lose sight of the fact that there's roughly a dozen so odd things in that game that if they go differently, the Packers win that game. You know, you know, you know people are not mad at A.J. Hawk for crashing on John Ryan instead of falling back and, and trying to cover the only man running his vicinity on the fake field goal. Like, no one's doing that. So, I mean, if you, want to, if you want to be mad, be mad at everybody that screwed up in that game. If you want to be mad at him, be mad at, uh, I don't know, 
uh, Peppers for telling Burnett to go down and Burnett for going down. Be mad at, I think, uh, Haha Clinton Dix, he had the two point thing. He also missed at least one pick in that game, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, you can, you can be mad at, uh, you can be mad at McCarthy for going very conservative at the end. You can be mad at the defense for going cover zero in overtime. You can be mad at a thousand different things. Um, but I would say if you're just targeting just at Bostic, you're missing, <laughs> you're missing the full pain of that game. So just open yourself yep. up to pain. That's all. That's all I'm asking you to do. There's there's a lot of pain. I feel like mm-hmm. I'm, whenever I think of that game, I'm like the Stephen A. Smith meme where he's like sitting with his hands in his lap and it just says pain. I feel like <laughs> yep. I feel like that's definitely me. Uh-huh. What I wrote down for this question was short and simple. I said on my notepad right here, should you be mad about this? Absolutely. And then I said, should you attack him for it? No, never. So pretty much that was what good. you said. <laughs> yeah, but there was a lot that went wrong, and I, I'm really glad that you pointed out the Hawk thing, because I think that is something that, you know, I don't like blaming people in general, but mm-hmm. I think that is something, like you said, that just kind of gets swept under the rug because of just the big, I feel like that drop was like the climax of bad things. That well, and happened. it's early in the game. This is what I, this is what always gets me about yeah. this stuff. And it's and I totally get it. I totally get it. You remember the last things. It's it's the it's the moment, the last moment in the fourth quarter. Then that has there's an importance to that that you get because it's that one moment. But but in doing that, you miss. I mean, the big play in the middle of the first or second quarter that has just as much, if not more importance, you don't really think about because it happens way earlier in the game. And I, I mean, not blaming anyone because the vast majority of the Packers fans, I don't think I've ever gone back and rewatched that game. So I, I get it, but yeah, there's a, there's a bunch of stuff that gets swept under the rug. Like if Hawk had done that in the fourth quarter, then I think a lot of people are mad at Hawk. It just happened early in the game and Packers are still ahead, you know, still leading for the game after that. So I get it. Um, but yeah, let's, uh, I don't know. Be mad. I guess that's my, that's my message. Just be mad at AJ Hawk, I guess. So. It's time to move on, too. Correct. It's time to move Correct. on. It's been time to move on. Will I still be salty when I see the replay? Yes, but I won't let it hurt me. So, <laughs> we are almost done with our questions here. This is a very fun question from Joshua Kisscamp. I think that is how I say your last name, and I'm so sorry if I said it wrong. What are your quote unquote roller coaster of emotion games? So the ones that take you through every emotion. For instance, 2018 season opener versus Bears. Well, I'll start because that is literally my answer, as all of you know, because we've talked about it a bajillion times. I was at that game. I cried I of sadness and anger. I cried <laughs> of joy. And I cried because I was on like two hours of sleep. And then I had to write my first story for Cheesehead TV right after that game. So lots of emotions um, that day. But... Um, that's definitely a roller coaster of emotion game. Um, when I look back, obviously Miracle at Ford Field was watching that, and that was just mind blowing. And I got to rub it in all my friends' face in uh, in high school the next day, so that was really fun too. Oh, there's so many. I feel like, and I know Dusty, you have some. So maybe you give one, and then we'll we'll go back to me, and I'll talk a little more. About yeah, it. I mean, one of my big ones, um, and it's it's one of my, I'd say probably most watched games, most watched Packers games ever, is the 07 divisional round, the uh, Seattle snow snow globe game. I 
was Ooh. super nervous for that game going in. And then he had those two Ryan Grant fumbles. The Packers were down 14 nothing early in the early in the game. And at that time, I'm I'm blanking on names, man. I just watched this the other day too. That you know, snow slowed him down. But the Seahawks had a pretty good pass rush that year, and so it was, oh, man, the Packers are down 14-nothing. They've got this pass rush. Like, this is going to be tough. It starts snowing, and they're going to come back. And then I went in that game 42-20. So that was like a, uh, you know, or going into the game, I was a little little nervous. And then those two fumbles was, oh, man, this sucks. They're already down 14-nothing. That's early in the game. It's going to have a hard time crawling out of this. So it was like kind of a little nervous, high when it started, super down, and then just the – then the Packers just absolutely poured it on. So that's – if you're looking for – I mean, that that one's not up and down the entire game, but I went through an ungodly amount of motions. I will say – so I said I scrapped my I scrapped my uh, superstitions in 07 for the Week 17 game. And not entirely true, now that I think about it, because when I was up there, I actually bought a knockoff Aaron Campman jersey, and I was wearing for this game, and after Ryan Grant's second fumble, I ripped that sucker off and I never wore it again. Um and then the Packers end up winning after I, after I scrapped that after I threw that jersey on the ground. So, uh, yeah, that uh, 07 divisional round, huge game, huge game. Yeah, another one that comes to mind is the Jared Cook uh, toe drag mm. catch in Dallas. Um, that was my freshman year of college, and my mom had come to visit me that day and that weekend. I don't remember exactly the whole situation, but I know she was there, and we went to Buffalo Wild Wings because I didn't have, like, very good cable in my little dorm room (laughs) so we went there and we watched it and everyone there for some reason was a Cowboys fan so we were like the only (laughs) people that were Green Bay fans and my mom and I are neither one of us are really like intense in like that like I'm an intense fan when I'm watching with my one friend in my apartment but like in public I'm not gonna like scream and yell and all of that and it was obviously crazy I literally remember watching on the big screen and I'm like, oh, he didn't catch it. Like, he was out of bounds. And my mom and I are like, oh. And then all of a sudden, they're like, he caught it. It was the greatest thing ever. <laughs> and then I just remember seeing all the stuff, how Aaron Rodgers, like, literally called the play the schoolyard play because mm-hmm. they just threw it on the the ball, basically, and or on their hands. And I just thought it was the coolest thing ever. So that was definitely one where I was like, oh, my God, this team – you know, and then we had to make the field goal still, and I was like, "Oh, he made the first field goal that we iced." They they iced him, and I was like, "He's gonna miss the second one now because that's just always what happens." And then they Mason Crosby barely got it in there, so that was definitely a fun one too. That was a great one, um, and then I'm gonna bring everyone down because my next one, next one, <laughs> my next one's a loss, uh, but it's one of my favorite losses. It's um, the '09 Wild Card game against the Cardinals. So that's the year before they won the Super Bowl. They went uh-huh. down. They went down in that game, and that was one. I mean, they went into that game, and I didn't know that they had you know much of a chance. It was kind of one of those. Maybe they got a puncher's chance, but the Cardinals were really good that year. Uh, they went down 17 nothing, and it was oh, okay. Okay, this is pretty much it. You kind of write them off a little bit. Uh, Rogers goes supernova. Uh, you know, they tie it up at the two-minute warning. Ties up with two minutes left. 11-yard touchdown to Havner for uh, or Havner for, uh, for to tie it up at 45. And then this is the thing. So that you know, this game you think of Rogers had a great game, or at least you know if you've not rewatched it a ton of times, Rogers had a really good game. And then there was the you know the strip strip sack fumble face mask whatever in overtime, and that's what ended up losing it. What gets left out of this? So Rodgers ties this up with two minutes left, and you're like, they tied it up. They tied it up, but there's still two minutes left. Warner leads the Cardinals on a two-minute drive, and Rackers misses a 34-yard field goal. So you go through like this down early, 
down real early, 17 nothing. They come back, they tie it up late, and then you've got this sinking feeling of 34-yard field goal, and Rackers was good, and then he misses it, and you've got some hope, and then within, like, three plays, like, it's all it's all over. So uh, that's – I mean, that's just a tremendous game to watch. But that's – I went through um, a thousand different emotions in that game. Them and the Cardinals, man, because, I mean, I in 2016 with the uh, divisional yeah. game – 2015. That was that's that was my other one. Yeah. Double Hail Marys. Yeah. Crazy craziness. Yeah. All right. So our last question is from our fellow Hackaday team member Maggie, and her question is: How do you feel about chicken nuggets? Listen, I I am a happy person most of the time. I love happy things, uh, so I like chicken nuggets. We, my kids call, we don't go to McDonald's very often, but my kids call it the chicken nugget store. And I have started just getting chicken nuggets with them because they're delicious. <laughs> we make some at home and they are delicious here. I am a fan of chicken nuggets. Yeah, I mean, I love chicken nuggets. I had chicken nuggets for dinner yesterday. Like, I, I'm a fan. I, I don't know. I don't know why you wouldn't be. What's there not to like? There's chicken nuggets that are great. There's chicken tenders that are Mm -hmm. great. There's so many assortments that are just really, really fantastic. So, and I I feel like Steve would agree with us. Um, Hopefully this, I don't know though, because, hmm, I think he would agree with us. I think think he would too. Yeah, I think on food like Oreos and chicken nuggets, they're kind of considered kid food, and we are in favor of that on this podcast. So mm-hmm. um, that, let me double check. We've got a couple other ones if you want to do them. Yeah, you want to ask me? Yeah, I do. I've got two. I've got. We've got two that I love. Okay, uh, this is from our boy Eric Rose. This is at Eric Rose Four. Uh, he says, I hope you still see this in time. He asked us this three hours ago. So, Eric, we saw this in time. We record super late, buddy. Um, you get to sabotage a rival season. Who do you pick, and how do you break their hearts? Sarah, what do you got? Thank you for bringing well, this back. Today. You're welcome. The Vikings, because mm-hmm. I hate them. And <laughs> I'm just going to deflate all the balls. <laughs> and that's how... <laughs> They and I want them to lose every single game, and yeah, that's pretty much it. That's my evil plan. Um, I also wouldn't be like mad if some of like I don't know, I don't know where that sentence is going, but <laughs> I just don't like the. I'm thinking about the Vikings now, and I'm really pissed off because I don't like them at all. Um, another thing that I would really like is like as the this is going to turn evil really quick, but as mm. the deflate gate 2.0 is happening and it's mm-hmm. instead of working in their favor, it's working against them. I would then like it somehow to be framed on Kirk cousins mm. so that everyone thinks it's his fault. And then it's just like an explosion of things and like conflict. And then they just keep losing. So there we go. I thought these That's tough rubbery things were just the steaks I was cooking. I didn't How was I supposed to know? I'm just a simple man. I like it, Sarah. I like it. Uh so you you went with something you would do. I took a grander view of this and I'm oh, I'm God. looking at this from atop a mountain and I get to like I get to as the, as the puppet master, I get to basically play out a season and, and break hearts. Oh. So that's the route I took. I get to sabotage their season. So I went with this year, 
Um, and this year, I don't think the Vikings are going to be very good. So I picked the Bears. Here's what I'm doing. Trubisky beats out Foles for the starting QB job and, and proves that he's worthy of that by playing really well. He's taking the leap. They talk themselves into taking a leap. The Bears talk themselves into it so much that they sign him to a multi-year extension. Not Mahomes' money. He can't buy 50 private islands, but he's doing pretty well. He gets paid. He's locked up for the foreseeable future with the Bears. He looks great. Looks great. Comes down to the NFC North comes down week 17. Ends at Soldier Field against Green Bay. The Packers ruin him. Ruin him. Not only do they absolutely destroy his face during the game, they destroy any confidence he had. So now the Packers win the NFC North. They win the Super Bowl this year, obviously. Trubisky's ruined for the rest of his career. He's terrible, and the Bears have him guaranteed for the next six years. So my, I'm picking a sabotage method as a godlike figure that destroys a franchise for the next six years. Wow. Nah. That, that is something. I, I really mm. like, though, that we took different routes with it. Yeah, it was fun. I think there's lots of ways where you're like, how could I sabotage? Like, you're kind of like the puppet master. So Yeah. No, yeah, if I was going to go down this road, I wanted to go down this road. Um, all right, actually, two more. Two more. Uh, we'll do a quick one, and then we'll do uh, we'll do kind of the longer one at the end. So this is from our buddy Sean Franken. Uh, let's say there's no 2020 season. Instead, you have the ability to watch any season in Packers history from start to finish. What season do you choose, Sarah? I mean, I think I would just go to 2010. I mean, obviously, I want to watch a season where they win. I don't mm-hmm. want to be disappointed at the end, like, oh, darn, they were so close to winning. Um, so I think that would just be kind of fun to go down memory lane. And I think there's a lot of just, like, awesome moments that mm-hmm. happen. And then just being able to thoroughly enjoy it and not feel stressed out. Because I know that's, like, another thing is sometimes I get really caught up in, like, I'm watching and I'm so stressed out that I never really enjoyed the game. And in the end, it ends up being a great game. And then afterwards, I look back and I'm like, man, I really wish I wasn't freaking out for 90% of that time. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's just something that in the back of my mind, it would be a nice safety net, like, watching it. If they drop a game, like, it's all good because we're going to win the Super Bowl at the end of all this. So yeah. I think it would be 2010 for me. What about you? Yeah, I almost went 96, honestly, for the same reason. I was younger. I was, uh, you know, 16 during that season. I've rewatched it a bunch of times already, but if I could kind of go back and rewatch that for the first time, kind of appreciating that and kind of going through, um, you know, whether I'm rewatching or going through some of the highs and lows as if it's live, you've wiped my memory, Men in Black style or something. Uh, I think either one is awesome. But I, the one I'm going with is uh, I'm going 66, and mainly I'm going 1966 because it ends in Super Bowl one. And there is no known recording. Well, there is a known recording of the vast majority of Super Bowl one, but the NFL keeps like lowballing the guy, and so they've never released it. But I just, I really want to watch, watch Super Bowl one, man. I just want to watch the full thing. So that's that's mainly what I want to go with. I want to watch the 1966 season, and we'll end it with the full version of Super Bowl one. Um, it's a piece of history, and it's something that we've not really seen. So that's, I think that's that's the way I'd go with it. Plus, the 66 team was just absolutely stacked. Yeah, I think that would be sick. If we, I mean, just just any season where we win, give it yeah. to me, and I'll watch them all. It can be like a collectible DVD thing, and I would buy it. I thought about 2011, and then just like convincing myself that the playoffs never happen because there's <laughs> so many fun games. Like they just they're just amazing through that season. But yeah, like you said, I'm not I'm not picking a season where they don't win at all. It would I don't be hate like myself. if you were watching a movie 
it was like a superhero movie, and you were, it would literally be like Infinity War, basically, mm-hmm. for all the other fellow Mar- Marvel nerds, where at the end, you're just like, spoiler alert, they didn't win, like, and they yeah. lost, and now I'm confused, and feel really sad that I sat here, because they lost, so mm-hmm. there you go, they got, they gotta go all the way. They gotta go all the way. Alright, last one. Um, this one is from, I'm gonna, now I'm gonna butcher name, uh, John Piotr, John Piotr, uh, Hey, Steve, we're actually, welcome. We're actually oh, just finishing up. We are legitimately on the last question right now. All right. Right now. Hey, Soren, how are you? Good. Good. <laughs> we still have no power, so. Yeah, you can see fun. It's, it's very dark there, Steve. It's very dark. Um, all right, well, first of all, Steve, we got a question for you because we need your take on this. Okay. Uh, yes, yay or nay on chicken, t- on, uh, chicken nuggets. What's your what's your feeling on chicken nuggets? You you like them? Oh yeah, I'm fine. I mean, okay. it depends on the location, but okay, where you're getting them well, from. But chicken, like chicken, chicken nuggets are fine. But I mean, yeah. when you start talking about boneless wings, those are just chicken nuggets with sauce on them. That costs more. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Okay. Good. Okay. It's wet chicken nuggets, which I'm not really <laughs> a, a big fan of. We figured we're on the same page, but we wanted you to weigh in, so that's good. Um, okay. Yeah. So we're actually on the last question now. Uh, so. Steve, we'll start with you. The question is, favorite sideline exchanges? Like any of the Favre ones, uh, Kevin Green at this time, Lombardi's, uh, what the hell's going on? Do you have a favorite sideline exchange you go with? Uh, probably Super Bowl where uh, with Kevin Green. Mm. You know, it is time. Like yep. that's, just, that's just like the iconic answer, I think, but it's pretty cool. What, you saying hi, Fitz? Hey, Fitz. Hey! <laughs> <laughs> that is my two-year-old that just mesmerizes what's happening on. He looks so stunned. So yeah, uh, I would say that would be it. I probably should jump off because I'm sure everybody's loving all my my kids talking and not stop. But, uh, I figured I'd jump in at least for for a minute with you guys. Yeah, we got an answer out of you. Appreciate that, Steve. Yeah, well, the chicken nugget take was uh, handled. We too. really needed that. That was good. Thank yeah. you. What, what, where did we book? Did you guess? No, we, we all. Sides? No, we all landed on yes. And, we, and Sarah was like, I think Steve would be on board with us, but we really needed to know for sure. So uh, okay. so we needed that. Well, there we go. All right. Thanks, Steve. Appreciate it, buddy. Right, guys. Bye. Bye. Hopefully, Bye. we'll have back. Bye. You're a big fan of chicken nuggets? Bye. Okay. Bye. <laughs> Bye, Soren. Bye, guys. <laughs> All right. Well, that was a special appearance by uh, Steve and friends and Steve family. And, Steve so. and Steve's house. Um. True. Yeah. So, <laughs> glad to come in, uh, Maggie, and clear up the chicken nugget take for you and your uh, podcast crew. So, um, mm-hmm. so there uh, we have it. So, Sarah, you've uh, okay. What's your what's your sideline? So, Steve picked it this time. What's your sideline uh, thing, Sarah? God, I mean, this. The Super Bowl one, like he said, I, I feel like that's, like, on everyone's list. Like, duh, mm-hmm. that's going to be on my list. But, I mean, then just from this past year, there's some there's some gems. Like, all gas, no effing break is mm-hmm. great. Mm-hmm. So, I want, was it four touchdowns? He said, five. I want five. Yeah. Was, he said five, and he said, I want six, and he got him six, yeah. Yeah, like, those are just iconic. There's another one. I can't remember if it was from this past season or the season before um, where Devontae, like, basically is like he can't he can't guard me like he can't stay with me mm-hmm. and then 
he scores a touchdown, he walks up to the camera after. He's like, I tried to tell him, but he wouldn't listen <laughs> or something like that. And that just, like, stuff like that just makes me laugh so hard. I know this isn't Packers related, but there's like a old, old mic'd up of Richard Sherman when he was still on the Seahawks. And it's hilarious because he basically just is trash talking these guys the whole time. And he was like telling them, he's like, hit the weight room. And then at one point they just stopped like running routes in his direction. And he just stood there like in the middle of the field and just yawned. Like he like did it. <laughs> so I know it's not Packers related, but that one, that one always cracks me up too. Yeah. You could, you could go, man, like a thousand far, like the, the put yeah, on the, put on the old vice is, is a, is a, I mean, classic one. I think, uh, <laughs> There's a Mr. Miyagi coming coming to see Pat Morita coming to see him on the sideline, and then Favre asking I can't remember who it is. It's a uh, they might be playing the Bucks that day or something. He's asking a defender across the line from him if he saw him talking to Mr. Miyagi. That one always kills me. Um, the uh, what take two weeks off and then quit. Like Favre just just talked, man. So you could go with Favre a lot. I think one of my favorites. I'm gonna go. I will go uh, the 2010 Super Bowl, but I'll go a slightly different route. Is and the the way they cut it, if you've not seen the Super Bowl DVD, a Super Bowl DVD is is just again tremendous and amazing. Um, I think the uh, one of my one of my all time favorites is Greg Jennings basically saying, if you put anyone in the slot, Palomalo's sitting and he's crashing the post route. So if you put someone in that slot and you run the corner on him, you've got it wide open. And then early in the fourth quarter, in a big moment, the Packers stick Jennings in the slot. Jennings gives a little fake to the post. Palomado crashes it, and it's wide open on the corner for a touchdown. And so you get that whole sideline exchange, and then Jennings turns back to the sideline. And I think it's um, I think it's Jimmy Robinson, the wide receivers coach at the time, gives him a hug and says something like, "That's what champions do." Uh, and so that that whole because you get to see that like he noticed something real time in the defense what they're doing, and then it works on the coach coming up and getting him afterwards. So that's I, I that entire sequence. I love that entire sequence. That's amazing. I, I, I forgot about, like, that little tidbit there. And, um, God, there's just so many. Like, and mm-hmm. it makes me just happy because I feel like for so long we've always had, like, a decently fun team. And so just when we have moments like that, um, I mean, this year, too, like, Zaria Smith was mic'd up and he was, like, roasting Aaron <laughs> Rodgers when he was mic'd up. So, like, that kind of stuff just absolutely cracks me up. And then, you know, it wasn't, like, a mic'd up thing, but – um a sideline thing too that I always just all those pictures of Aaron Rodgers touching the I think it was the equipment guy's beard mm-hmm. sideline like just classic like I, I mm-hmm. love that. love that for us all right and that was the last question right yeah and there's there's one that came in real late and if you have an answer you have an answer this came from uh, Amelia it's a uh, Mer- mermaid Amelia she says you're on your deathbed and one Aaron Rodgers throw on fourth and long will save your life what's the play that saves you and who is he throwing to there's a thousand moments there's a thousand moments um, Rodgers to Cobb it's you can pick any number of them it's Rodgers to Cobb <laughs> I don't care what the situation is Rodgers to Cobb fourth and long they're they're hitting that yeah I mean Oh, that's so tough, but like you said, that if I was on my deathbed, my literal deathbed, I want to hear Joe Buck screaming that, <laughs> that play, right? <laughs> <laughs> but God, there's so many. Was the, 
I don't know if it was on fourth down or not. I need to look it up. But when he uh, ran to his left and threw the one Hail Mary against the Cardinals, was that on fourth down or was that just because there was no time left in the game? I don't think that was fourth. That was no time. The the Janice one? Yeah. Yeah, I think I'd have to look. I think there was just no time left in the game. I don't think that was fourth down. Yeah, I don't believe so. If we were just saying, like, we could pick any throw, like, that was a hell of a throw, like, mm-hmm. that way. So that if we're picking any throw, I might have to lean towards that one. But if we're specifically on fourth down, then, yeah, it's got to be to Cobb. I mean, that's mm-hmm. the one that sticks out where you're like, beautiful, iconic, mm-hmm. take me off my deathbed right then and there. So Yes, please. All right. Well, that is going to wrap it up for questions. Thank you guys again uh, for participating and basically keeping us afloat when there's just not a lot to talk about right now. Um, So, and obviously glad Steve could uh, hop in for a little bit, but (laughs) hoping that the power comes back for him soon because it was still out when he uh, hopped on real quick on his phone. So, uh, Steve, wish you could have been there with us Mm -hmm. uh, recording, but uh, all three of us will be back next week and uh, better than ever and hopefully all with power. So with that, uh, Dusty, you have any closing thoughts? Uh, no, not really. I mean, I've got, uh, you know, I'm working on a couple pieces, nothing really coming out now, but hopefully something in the next couple of weeks. I will say, you know, it was just the 4th of July this week. Uh, and, and we kind of talked about it before we kind of kicked around some ideas of maybe for closing thoughts since the world being what it is, uh, maybe try to bring some, some positivity, which I feel like we usually do anyway. Um, so one of my, uh, I say a big moment for me this past week was my daughter has, uh, my daughter just turned five. She has sensory issues. She does not like loud noises. Uh, we got her some headphones. She was able to, we, there was a very abbreviated. I live in a small town, and there's a, a Fourth of July parade always runs through town, and they altered the route this year. So we we're actually able to go and sit out front in front of my parents' house. They have a, a stone wall out there, and watch the parade go by. And so we did not have to get close to anybody, but it's still the, it was all the fire trucks and everything were so close, and it just it's so loud, and she she always hates it, but she really wanted to go this year. So we got some headphones out, and we went out there, and she absolutely loved it, uh, smiling and cheering and waving, and. Uh, First time I've ever seen her do that, so that was uh, that was amazing. So that's not not necessarily a big final thought, I guess, but a, but a huge moment for me and a huge moment for her. So that was that was awesome. No, that's amazing, and I, that's I think any like time that you have a moment like that, it's kind of a milestone where when you mm-hmm. look back years from now, you'll remember like that was the first time that she really enjoyed that, and we kind of got to experience that together. So mm-hmm. I'm glad you shared that. That's really great. Thank you. Um, what do you got, Sarah? I guess my closing thought would just, it is kind of like, I don't want to say like, it's just kind of sweet and wholesome like uh, (laughs) yours was a bit, so I guess we're getting a little mushy on the end of our podcast (laughs) today, but I just wanted to give a shout out to my mom because like I was moving this past week and moving sucks as all of you Mm -hmm. probably know, and it's super crazy in Florida, it's super hot and it was raining half the time and my mom like stayed with me for like a few days in a row and like helps me get all settled in my place and like everything. And like, I truly could not have done it without her. Um, my dad and my boyfriend were there part of the time to help, but they had to work. And so my mom was able to really just kind of put a pause on everything she's doing. And so I know she's not the only mom out there that's a super mom. So, you know, and that's going above and beyond, especially right now for their family. So just, Want to give mm-hmm. my mom a little shout out. That's shout awesome. out to my moms and the dads out there too that are, you know, 
taking a little extra mile for their loved ones right now because it is a really tricky time. And, you know, with that, just I hope everyone is staying safe, um, is doing their part and, you know, helping us move through this virus and everything that's going on and that we're continuing to be kind to one another. So, yeah, I think with that, uh, we can totally wrap it up. Thank you guys again for all of your questions. Uh, the three of us will be back next week. Um, as always, you can follow us on Twitter at Dusty Easley, at Steve Perhatch, at Sarah Calher 4, and of course at Packaday Podcast. Um, yeah, a lot of, not a lot happening right now, but we're always here for you guys. We're always uh, willing to hear what you have to say. So, like always, our DMs are open. Tweet mm-hmm. us anytime. Food takes, football takes, we're here <laughs> for. So, uh, thank you guys again for listening. And as always, go Pack Go! Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.